Welcome to the Chicago Red Pill Podcast. My name is Bombe. And my name is Deontay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? This is the third episode of the Chicago Red Pill Podcast. My name is Bombe. This is Deontay. And we're about to get into it. So this is, uh, we, you know, we're getting into our stride, Deontay. You know, we're having fun. And uh, we definitely oh, yeah. want to just oh, say, yeah. say, you know, take time out and uh, appreciate um, all of the new downloads and all of the new listeners that have had a chance to uh, listen to what we're talking about, listen to what we're trying to promote. We love right. you guys. Appreciate it. From uh, Instagram, Facebook, to, uh, to Twitter, uh, uh, TikTok, even that. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, we we got more to come. And um, give you your feedback and, and more to keep on coming. Come on. That's right. We we trying to, you know, just get our word out here. You know what I'm saying? We just two regular guys from Chicago. But we got uh, a unique experience. And we want to share with you guys. And we want to try to give you guys as much value as possible when we talk about, you know, what's going on, man, because it's, uh, it's a lot going on right now. It's a lot going on. You know, we both black young men uh, in our 30s. Uh, you know, we parents uh, live in Chicago, number one. That's the whole point of our podcast. And, uh, of course, give you guys a uh, Republican conservative point of view. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I wouldn't need to say, you know, Republican, whatever. Right. I mean, I would say conservative because I ain't, I wouldn't. For me, you know, personally, I I I don't like, I never did like none of them. But I do, you know, uh, kind of identify a little bit more with conservative views nowadays. But I don't mean that, you know, I, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call myself Republican, but I definitely ain't Democrat, i tell you that. But that's a whole other story. We, we want to talk about, in this in this episode, because you guys kind of, you know, if you guys heard a couple of our other episodes, you kind of understand a little bit about where we're coming from and what our worldview is on what the uh, kind of craziness that's going on today. Crazy. And uh, a lot of times people are, I think they're delusional, Deontay. Oh, they're definitely delusional. You know, too much going on, desensitized, delusional. They, they need to wake up. Not be woke, but awaken. Yeah, and I, and I'm not also. A lot of times, people they want to be what's the word? Uh, they want to be they want to be fitting in with the Joneses. They want to do what everybody else want to do. I like how you said not that. me the Joneses, right? The not Joneses. me. I put a meme on Facebook. Uh, it said, uh, "When did you stop giving a fuck?" And then it had a picture of uh, Luther Vandross. It was like, long ago. Because I stopped giving a fuck long ago about what you motherfuckers are thinking. And, you know. Yeah, and, vocals. Because you vocals. got. Yeah, I got a little bit. I got a little bit. But you know what? You got to stop thinking about what other people are thinking because then that kind of limits your freedom of just being a person. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, people they go live through life and they wish that they would have just did live their own life and not just follow what everybody thought that they supposed to be. And that kind of gets into the story today, uh, kind of the theme. And I, you know, we wanted to talk about, uh, you know, that show is about problems and solutions. We want to talk about first problems is that a lot of, a lot of folks, black, white. Puerto Rican candy strike, but a lot of black folks and we, you know, we we, we want to, you know, have everybody to, to 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 get some some value out of this. But specifically for my black folks, uh, the lies that we tell ourselves of what we what we can do uh, or, or what we can't do, and we we kind of like give ourselves sometimes. Excuse. I know I have. I know I've given myself an excuse for being mediocre. You know, and you can win further. Well, yeah, because a lot of times we don't challenge ourselves. We want to, you know, like people want it easy. I'm not just going to say, you know, people want it easy. They, they don't want to work. They don't want to challenge. They don't want to hold themselves accountable. And that's where real growth comes is when you 
Handle challenge yourself and put yourself accountable. Like you said, that, mm-hmm. that, that was perfect. He said it yourself accountable. Not, Oh, well, if he or my mom and dad was over here or I could, no, you are the individual. You are alive. This is your breath. This is your take on how to live your legacy, male or female, how to go forward, mm-hmm. not backwards. You're going to hear all the stuff happened in the past. Take that. And go forward. Yeah, and and we and you you take that and you also you you get all all of the distractions because there's a lot of I mean there's so many distractions as just a person nowadays. Like I mean, imagine if we had fa- if we had phones when we were back in high school. And we had Facebook. We had TikTok. I mean, we were already kind of fucked up. Well, we, we was fucked up, but not to the point. I, I believe our generation would embrace Facebook and the, the, the social media uh, more better. I mean, you would think we'd be more violent because we was violent back then compared to how we are now. Like, social media kind of, like, dumbed us down to, like, you do something stupid and then you get famous. Compared to back in the day, you hardcore, you famous. So it, it gives you that kind of, like, the the, the switch. Well, it's definitely a switch. I mean, you know, you some of the stuff that people do nowadays. If they were back when we were in high school, I mean, it would you would get you would get ridiculed. You get roasted, as they say. You know what I'm saying? You get oh yeah, definitely right on your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, but but nowadays things what people get away with, you know, because of social media. Is you know what I really feel like is is that people got a lot to say on Facebook, Man. or on social media. But they don't have nothing to say in real life. Nothing in real life. They don't have their completely useless of content. Like you can't, you know, no, like no opinions or like if you if you look at them face to face in the eye, they have a lot to say on Facebook. Be opinionated. You think they have a oh, their own fucking editorial or column or some shit. But mm. but but in real life, they don't say anything, and that, that's kind of like you know. It's kind of like uh, they, they they brand it. They bring it. It's like like okay. Once again, go back to our generation being from grammar school to high school. If we had this much media and and and, and, and the platform, oh my goodness, we'd be famous. But of course, you would also get like you said before, you get bullied because you're not from the. Uh, well, back in the day, you couldn't wear skinny jeans back in the day. But now, this day, you can wear skinny jeans. So just imagine you want to advertise skinny jeans and, and, and rock them a certain way, you would get made fun of. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the, the right, right now is, is that people, what, what I think it is, is a high level of sensitivity and a low level of accountability. So when when you, you know, like for instance, I have a friend, and I'm not going to name any names. I have a friend who has a sibling who is a is one of those pro down people. Got you. Okay. And love you guys. Love you guys. You know them days, them whatever. First of all, I get confused, especially if I had a couple to drink. You know, what I'm saying I don't know if they're talking to them or him or hey right. her or those. Like what you know, what I'm saying. And then. When you have an argument with them or they, it's like, hey, all of you motherfuckers are wrong. Because, like, you, them, they, he, he, she, all you wrong. Okay, I'm just, I'm joking. Okay. No, but just like somebody Don't cancel like, me. Uh, pers- <laughs> like have somebody with a personal, multiple personalities. Like, it's ooh, like, yeah, it's like dress. dealing with. And then, you know, what the thing is, is that when you got all of that stuff going on, right, that means that you are way too sensitive for the the nuances and the trials and tribulations that life at, at some point is going to give you. Yeah. Life is going to give you some shit that you wouldn't expect it. It's called culture. You know what I'm saying? And if, you know, I mean, and if you were just a, a singular person, like a him or a her, it'd be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Man, how you... <laughs> I got, I got a lot of jokes, but let's not go there. I, I was just thinking, like, how? What, what do you mean? I didn't want to go there, but it's just like, okay, equality for this and this and that. But then when it comes down to uh, a man competing in swimming, which is supposed to be a woman, which is born a man, but he says he's a woman, and he beat you in swimming, 
Whatever happened to women's rights? What happened to women's rights? And then you got uh, Caitlyn Jenner, a.k.a. Bruce Jenner, who wins Woman of the Year. Yeah. How, I, does, how does that I, work for the women? Like, you, you women want all these rights and, and equal quality, but yet, okay, so. But a, but, but a, a, yeah. a biological man, like, I'm not saying he's a, you know, he right. identifies as a woman, but biologically he was born with the same parts that I have, and now he is woman of the year. How does that feel Lord, to all you feminists? Lord Jesus, please make it make sense. Right, not, I mean, I'm trying to. So. Be inclusive and oh understanding and all that shit. But you got to also understand, too, like, it comes a point where people's sensitivity is going to actually impede their growth and they're going to lose out. Because if you're so damn sensitive, you can't really discern real information that's coming to you. Correct. And then you are in a position where you could trick in the good shit. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, uh, example. We were on a, we had a, we were on a, uh, we were on a bus, and we on the, and we inside the bus, and there's a seat open, and a man takes it, and the woman feels like, oh, I should get it. But the man would say, like, you know what? But you say it's equal rights. So that means, guess what? Uh, I should sit down more than you should sit down because you say that you are just as equal as me as a man. So now what? How are you explaining that? You know what I'm saying? So we get that being a feminist, we get to understand that all these activists and this and this and that going on, but don't be uh, a punk ass when it comes down to, oh, I want to sit down. I'm a woman. No, you're not a woman. You equal just as me as a man. You can stand. I just beat you to the seat before you got the chance to sit down. So guess what? You got to stand up and watch me sit down because you said in the sports – in politics, in whatever it is, in hatred compared to men and women, which to me, no comparison, you feel that you should, you just as equal as the man. And you already know if you do a push up or, or arm wrestle, the man's going to win a, a billion percent of the percentage of the time, regardless how swole or testosterone you take as a hormones a woman. Yeah. And it's, and it, and it, you know what it really, what it is, is so, just, if I feel like, I feel like, you know, I feel like that's the ultimate, like, uh, uh, misogynist thing. Is for a biological man to come and destroy females because let's just be real. Okay, I'm six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds. Let's say I wanted to get it, like say I wanted to. I felt like I identify as a female. I'm gonna go in a foot race against a girl that's five foot four, one hundred and forty pounds. Doesn't have the muscle mass that I have. I, I can say I feel. I feel. I feel feminine. I could say that. But that's not fair for a girl. Because I'm going to destroy her. I'm going to fucking destroy her in a foot race. There's no way. that I mean, biology oh, and, and, and anatomy. And then if someone says that I am sexist for saying that, well, then you better say it's sexist for somebody like me to beat your ass in a foot race too when I tell you that I'm going to beat you and I do. Because that's the reality of, of science. Let's trust the, the science. science. As they say, we got to trust the science. And you know what? I mean, it's one thing about science is that when you really take outside, like like we talk about, like let's talk about, like take politi- politics out of it. I have a I have an eight week old kitten, okay, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm make this I'm gonna bring this all back together because this Albert eight week, is Albert, Albert is a beautiful Albert. kitten. He's a beautiful kitten and gray and gray I, and white. When Albert. I got him, he he did he was in litter trained. He has an animal instinct. He's a a male. He's a male animal instinct. Okay, and I don't. I can't speak cat. I can't understand cat. He has a Meow. natural instinct to do what a male cat does. And when I looked it up on Google's, he does the shit that male cats do. So what I'm saying is, my whole point is, is that we have we are. We are animals. We're mammals. We have an animal instinct. So when you deny your animal instinct and try to call it something else, yeah, we may be enlightened animals and have a little bit more uh, vocal vocabulary skills, but we still have an animal instinct, and uh, it's not making sense. 
Right, because man, that makes you more confused compared to us that already understand. I'm confused. We understand that hey, you want to be a woman, but you was born a man. But you, or you or change you know, what, me, but, but the crazy DNA th- still a man. Well, the crazy thing is, is like there's there's women that want to be men, but then they still like fuck like men. Like it's so it's just I, I am. I I know I'm not gonna name it. I know so. This is a lot about this whole sexuality yeah, identity. And you know what? Listen, that's fine. Do it. Do you, boo? Do you? Do you? But I mean, you gotta like you gotta. If I'm, I can still be able to make fun of you, or at least laugh at something. I'm not gonna be insensitive, but I mean, certain things are funny about it. You know, like I, like you know, one of the, the my pronoun people that I know. And was like, it was talking about like, well, they don't really like what you're saying. Well, I was like, well, all of them is wrong. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. But, you know, sometimes people get a little sensitive. And you know what? That's what I'm saying is is wrong. The sensitivity is, is, it needs to stop. I mean, because at the same time, you know, a lot of people, we have the privilege of growing up and being in, in America, which a lot of people don't. Love their country. I love the. I love. I love America. America's the greatest country. We got. It's the best country in the history of the world. So you, you got more. You got more uh, natural so, rights. I mean, look. Look what's going on in all the other countries. I mean, we still have the ability to say stuff. Well, I don't want to get into a rant. Well, because other countries, you can't be gay. Other countries can't dress this way. Other countries can't say this. Other country, if not, you get fucked up. Exactly. You get fucked up. We just use that. You have a, you have a, all yeah. along. You get you know, fucked you up. You get fucked up. Yeah, and, 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 and people got to call it out and, and, and say what it is. And pe- and they try to, we try to, people, a lot of times people try to uh, downplay the greatness and the really, the privileges, not black, white privilege. I'm not, I'm not talking about white privilege. I'm talking about American privilege. Of being, how about, how uh, about this? American privilege, right? Once again, back to Bruce Jenner, uh, American male athlete. You know what I'm saying? This man is an athlete, and he got caught up into the whole O.J. Simpson trial BS because who he married and who he associated with. But overall, how is this man just changed certain parts of his body now considered a woman of the year? Women, what the fuck is going on? And then you got guys. I mean, yeah, you know, and it'll be not hey, no maybe, maybe a person of the year. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm not gonna like listen. How does Bruce Jenner? I mean, yeah, uh, listen. I, you give birth. You gotta to have kids. you have courage. You have to have courage from winning like a fucking like decathlon to like you know saying you're a woman, and then everybody's okay. That's courage, whether you like it or not. It's, it's courage. courage. But the whole world, but the whole I mean, world from the beginning of time, supposedly from the Bible time into now, that men. Have liked the men and women have liked the women, and the whole transgender part. Okay, we get it now because of medicine and science, you can change your body, and make you more feminine looking more than a man. Does it make you a woman of the year? Women of the year, probably woman of the year, like man of uh, the year and all yeah. that. So, what happened? Why? I mean, are, I know, I know, I'll be offended if why I why so woke. Women? I'd be offended if it was like you know, like you know, what I'm saying like. It's like somebody said, you, you, you bomb me, and I'm Deontay. No, I'm Deontay. This is who I am. Like, if, if Wanda man. Sykes was named Man of the Year, I'd be oh. kind of fucking upset. I'm still upset because Bruce said he's Woman of the Year. I'd be like, what? Wanda Sykes ain't got a dick. Wanda Sykes, really? <laughs> I'm just, you know, but, you know, I, I'm joking, but. You heard her reality, voice? That's not a woman's, that's not a man's voice. Woman's, Wanda's, Wanda Sykes' voice. You, well, Wanda Sykes, I know. No, no, this was like, Wanda Sykes is cool. We I love like, you, Wanda. I like Wanda. Wanda I like Wanda. You're Wanda's a great cool. writer, a great I, comedian. Great, hilarious. Hilarious. A little woke for me, but hilarious. Yeah, you kind of woke. You're a little woke, but hilarious stuff. And I still, I mean, I haven't had that. I don't even watch Saturday Night Live. It's really woke. It's like, oh my right. God, it's so goddamn. It's, uh, it's terrible. But sometimes, you know, they have some it's funny, funny shit. I mean, that's the whole I even want to like make fun of uh, Trump. You know, it's, yeah, it's sometimes funny. Good try, Trump. Speaking Trump of Trump, be, Alex Baldwin. Trump. Oh yeah, look at that motherfucker. The Trump. Uh, I don't say he's a Trump hater, but he was. He was a Trump, Trump hater. Now. He was a Trump hater. Now look at him. 
Well, well, Democrats kind of going to jail. Well, you know, I mean, he, he actually. Democrats. All I'm saying is, I wouldn't want to. You know, what I'm saying I wouldn't want to hang around that motherfucker. Yeah, no, I don't know movie set. I don't know movie set. Not with no guns around. Oh shit! No. I would want to hang around a BB gun. Nope. You know what I'm saying, just give me a uh a, 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 a script. Nah, bro. Because like that, you know that like that to me. I, <sighs> to the script doesn't even make. I mean, I know I don't. You know, I'm not a big gun guy. But I know gun safety, and I, I love. I mean, you, you should have guns. Everybody get a gun. Go get a gun because you need it. This is a but million. I mean, it, it's not like you know. I'm not like uh, you this know. You got to be responsible with guns. You got to have this, some safety. But a lot of times, people like that should not have happened. Should never happen. This is called Hollywood. 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 This is a multi-million dollar industry that does with all type of crazy ad stunts from water, under the water stunts to a, you jump off a building with a cliff. Matter of fact, Jackie Ching and, and, and Tom Cruise show you how they do their stunts on their own without the stunt dub with how risky it is. And it, every now and then they got to add in the CGI. Mm-hmm. Even though they're still doing a live stunt, at some point, it's a CGI, whereas the cord is cut out where you can't see the cord attached to them as they hang it from a building or skydiving or just jumping. So, once again, come on. Come on, people. Come on, America. Come on, life. Come on. Come on. world. Let's focus. Let's get ourselves in focus because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can only. It's karma. Like, it's not about politicians. It ain't even about the right or the left. I ain't right. We, Donald we Trump ain't going to save nobody. Joe Biden definitely ain't going right. to save your ass. Okay? These presidents He's not going to save shit. But save even, even Trump, ain't nobody going to save you. You got We do, the people. We the people of the Constitution. Not you got the government. We the people. People. And then we the people. And this is kind of to our theme today. We got to stop distracting ourselves with bullshit. And find ways to actually be a better person every day. That's my goal. Every day I wake up, I try to be better than I was in the past or in, my, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the day before. And we got to figure out ways to stop getting distracted. I see people on Facebook talk about, like, oh, hey, girl, I done binge watched this other bullshit. No, you need to fucking binge watch some credit building fucking reports. Thank and, you. You know, stop, stop binge watching this bullshit. You, you need to binge watch uh, how to get your life together. I ain't trying to Ayanza Von on nobody. I didn't even say her name right. Right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You, people people realize that they need to realize that the, the, the big, we are in a, Great country, but there's a lot of evil forces that distract you from. That's why people come from other countries, you know, and they 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 destroy Americans that are here, as far as as hard work and effort because they come from another country. They don't take the stuff that we have for granted. Correct. We take your shit for granted. We complain about all the bush. Ah, oh, well, you know, it's a white man, and then you know, I feel like that. I feel and, like and then, they don't like the fact that, like, let's shut the fuck up. Right. That was shut good. Up. That was good. Like, how many years ago? Yeah. Was, uh, you know what I'm saying? You, we had Obama president twice. We got Barack Hussein Obama. Then, then became, was the president of the Ameri- of the United States, which is majority white. For eight years, he fucked this shit up. But he, hey, for eight years. Hey, hey, I got another one. I got another one. Black women, housewives of Atlanta, housewives of basketball, whatever the fuck that shit is. Half you black women, even other race of women, you guys are not even fucking married. You just on the show saying you dated a celebrity. But you're not married to the celebrity basketball or the actor or whatever else he may be or she may be. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, and then you know what? It, it, it really is. It kind of it ties in. This you're not married. I, this is what I think. Where white liberals and like, like, like a lot of housewives, really. white, 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 white liberal, the white liberal elites, and like the dumb niggas get together and they say, you know what? I'm gonna stay a victim and pretend that like I can't really do shit, even oh. though black folks, uh, oh. even though uh, I'm gonna do that. that. And then the white was like, "Yeah, go ahead, yeah, do that yeah. because yeah, 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 yeah. we want to, yeah, because you guys, you under serviced, underprivileged, 
but you know, uh, right? They're on the server. I'm still scared of you. I will call the police on you, even though I wanted to fund them. But I, yeah, like, yeah. Please keep on like being scared of me. And yes, I have. That's really what I feel like is going on. Was Was Cardi B part of this? Housewife thing or if not, whatever hip hop show that was out there, uh every black most of all black women, you became famous off these uh reality shows, which not even reality because everything it's not reality. It's, it's not reality. Edited. It's edited, it's 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 a it's a narrative Commercial involved. Well what it is is a it's a narrative reality that they want to impose on you. They want to act like they want you to think that all black people have this like this like crazy dysfunction you got the you know like this, this is all this dysfunction and black pain and we is, don't have that black pain in in this society is very valuable like you know and it, it's really perpetrated by the left they'll tell you all the stories of this poor black lady from the south her 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 granddaddy was a slave they'll give you all this background bullshit story meanwhile this bitch she got, you know, I don't mean, I'm not calling her, you know. I'm not calling her a bitch. I'm not calling her a bitch. I'm just saying because I am very colorful in my language. It's, it's popular. popular. It's what the cool kids say. But this bitch. <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is, is that people, they get to the point where they, they are expecting to be offended. And when you expect to be offended, that's you're putting yourself in a very weak dick position. Whether you got a dick or not, you weak dick motherfucker. We all built to be sorry strong. for the sorry, and you know what? We made a vow to like not curse as much on this podcast. But hard. let me tell you something. Sometimes it's important for you to understand how disgusted sometimes I am in in humanity and society. I love you. I love all y'all. But I want people to be jolted. We're doing this podcast to make. We ain't doing it for sponsors. I mean, if we get some sponsors, hey, you know, we love you. We're going to be amazing. It'd be blessed. And, you know, we're just starting this off. But we did this out of passion. We, we're talking about problems. But, you know, that's a great segue. In the second half of the show, we're going to talk about some solutions on our problems. We're going to. We have an amazing guest that is coming on the second half of our show. We are going to be talking about Deontay. You ready for this? Of course. We are. We we have a, a great guest. It's a mystery guest that is my mentor in my crypto journey, and has really kind of helped me, uh, kind of like put my ducks in the row of. Uh, this whole crypto stuff, because, I mean, you know, if you follow us and you kind of understand a little about the geopolitical economic landscape, you know, it's shit, please. And you know that Invest. our economy, we I don't know if you notice that we it since 2020, America has printed. Oh, my goodness. So it, it the January 1st, 2020, it was something like four trillion dollars of dollars in circulation. OK, if four trillion, more. no, four trillion dollars, January 1st of 2020. Do you know how many dollars are in circulation since January 1st, that they that the government of the good US of A uh, has printed since January 1st of 2020? Guess how much? Guess what the circulation is. So I said four, four point some trillion. Guess what it is now? I will say seven, seven trillion. No, it's twenty trillion dollars. So the sense between now, between between, I'm sorry. Well, let me say my words right. Since January of 2020 till now, eighty percent of all dollars that have ever been in existence have been printed. Let me say that again, folks. Listen up. Who, who plays Monopoly here? Okay. You know, when you get to be Monopoly, but it's a shit is fucking worthless, right? So 80% of all U.S. dollars that are in existence in the history of U.S. dollars have been printed since January of 2020. Think about that, folks. Please think. So we go, you go to work, you work your ass off and shit. Some 
rich person somewhere in a bank, some you know elitist person, they could just print dollars and just make it on the screen, and we work hard for it. But our our do- now we're starting to sign, finally see inflation. You wonder why things are going up. You wonder why gas is out the ass. Yeah, you know you paying out the ass. You wonder pay you paying twelve dollars for bacon. You want to know all this stuff? It's because your value, your money don't have. The value, the value it used to have, even just a year, two years ago, January first of twenty twenty, we had eighty something, eighty percent less money in circulation than we do now, and everybody's been at home during all this time. So where is all that money going? And these are things that you can look up, folks. Don't take our asses at word for it. Go and look it up. Do your own research. Hey, you know. we just had our, this is just our third episode of our podcast. I mean, if you is this the first time you heard it? That's a shame. That's a that's an indictment on the mainstream media. But I hope that our listeners we we built a nice big base in just our first uh, two episodes. We got a great second half coming up. We're gonna we're, and we're gonna evolve our art. Right, we're evolving. Definitely. I mean, number one, we live in Chicago, so Chicago always got something going on. The media always got something going on. And we're going to break it down to you as far as our point of view. And then at the same time, of course, we want to hear you guys' point of view. It just, uh, we want you guys to wake up, not be woke, be awake. Because That's being, a big difference. It's a big difference. Because, uh, you know, because being woke, you, you, you going to the left. Awake, you going to the right. And the right, not trying to say it's always right all the time, but it gives you uh, the value understanding of living most of all in America. Cause it's all about the constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not only just the constitution, uh, you got other people from other sea overseas breaking their necks and, and, and their lives and, and tradition to get here. Well, I mean, a lot of people, they, you know, they risk their lives to get to America, you know, and it, uh, and, and a lot of people who are here don't realize there's like a, like there's an individual movie that could be played out for some of these stories of some of these people that have made this journey to cross here and come here. There you go. The and, word and journey. In America, you know what I'm saying? There's a there's a journey. There's a story. There's a story. Oh, you know, I mean, my dad came here in 1979. Yeah, he grew up. He had no shoes until he was 14 years old. He was one of the top in his country to pass his like the equivalent of the SAT scores. Imagine you get a perfect score on the SAT. They play your your you know stuff on the news. That was my dad. That's how I got here. You know what I'm saying? So there's a story to get here. Why do you think people go through all this shit to get here? Because it's a great country. It's a great country. And and I mean, you know, and 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 there is some fucked up things about it there's racism there's bullshit there's uh, discrimination and a lot of that i mean i lived in chicago all my life has always been run by yeah the left so it, it it's it, it's it all it is true they they the, the left talk about the systematic racism but really they know because they're the purveyors of it which is the democrats they say it you're in the very party but Democratic Party is mostly negative. I hate to say that, but no, take the word "but" back. Yeah, you know, Do your it's, own it's, it's, it's negative, but you know, at the same time, Do your own while research. we still here and we still have a voice in America, we have the ability to create our destiny. Because I don't believe that. That there is so much systemic racism that we can't succeed and do what we need to do. Because I, you know, we're both living proofs of it. And you can do whatever you want to do. And that's why in the second half of our show, we are going to have an amazing guest. We're going to talk about cryptocurrency. Yes. yes. We're going to talk about ways to invest. We're going to talk about uh, different ways of navigating the volatility in in the crypto markets today and ways that you can come up and make money today. It is going to be amazing. And so, you know, we are uh, we're gonna enjoy, and we're about to go into uh, the second half. Second half. So tune in; it's gonna be good. Always. We're about to go on a commercial break. We'll be back on the second half. Stay tuned. Chicago Red 
Pilled Podcast. back we're back 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 for the second half of the show folks we got a beautiful second half we got a very very special guest uh coming coming from uh this the burbs not from the burbs but a, a, a good friend of mine go back many years uh former co-worker mentor um he is uh one of the smartest people I know, he's, he's a junior, he's younger than me, but he's uh, also uh, a, a very highly intelligent and uh, really kind of inspirational dude. And uh, I was, we were talking earlier in the first half of the show about ways that we want to, uh, you know, ways that we want to make money, ways that we want to expand our uh our potential uh, get better, and cryptocurrency is one of the things that we've talked about over the show. And Armando Valencia, uh, he introduced me to cryptocurrency. Uh, and uh, Armando, take it from here. Tell me, uh, let's talk a little bit about how we met and um, what kind of got you into the cryptocurrency and, and uh, what introduced you to just invest in, in general. Yo, man. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I appreciate you for having me on here, man. Um, it's a pleasure. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to be um, just sharing the space, man, and sharing the time with you. Um, but man, it's, it's been a while, bro. I, I, was it like 2018? No, probably 2017, 20, 2018. 2017, 2017. 2017. Yeah, that's, yeah, we, that's when I started. I started, uh, and you, you're one of the people who helped train me at, at the, you know, we used to sell uh, in sales. Um, uh, we, we're not going to go into it, but it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah, probably would. Yeah, probably. Okay, we, we would have to have everybody sign a non-disclosure agreement <laughs> if we told y'all about that. That's, that's, that's highly classified information. Yeah, it's right highly there. classified. No, man, yeah. But, it was a good time, man. Uh, ever since I met you, bro, uh, you, you, were, you were a personality, bro, because not only did you have the experience as a salesperson, right? But um, I was kind of taught to like respect and, and learn from people that were older than me. Right. So I always looked up to somebody that, that had that sales experience. Um, that was my first time working in that type of sales, like inside sales. And so I, really? I always kept an open mind. Yeah, I did outside, I did outside sales. Um, I did door to door, did business to business. Um, but that was my first time doing like inside sales. So oh. I always kept an open mind and learning, um, from people that had a history in, in, in that field. But I, I always like that you, we could, we could keep it professional at the same time on lunch, just, uh, hit up the, hit up the alley or hit up the Seven Eleven, you know, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that was always a good time, man. And, um, yeah, that I remember, I, you know, m one of the coolest memories I have, um, of you is actually, um, on my Snapchat uh, archives right back back in the day so at, at, our, at our job we had a, at the time we had an office basically like all the people that were in our department i don't know if you remember this right <laughs> yeah I and um it was like zebediah and emmanuel myself you roger um larry was in there uh, yeah. and um we were just you know we, we had a time of our life for that short amount of time that we were in there but um just like man, just watching your grind, bro, and just how the you know the the hustle is really, really, really a, a true thing for you, bro. So I respect that, I admire that, and um, you know it's cool to it's cool that to, to see the things that you're you're onto now. You know, you say it always give me a lot of praise, bro. But I always you know make sure that I I let you know that you, I had a lot of praise for you too, man. I respect you I a lot. Appreciate that, man. I mean, you 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 uh, definitely helped change my life as far as a lot of stuff, but definitely just you know just kind of perseverance. I mean, I definitely likewise. I appreciate it. So I mean, and and what I'm doing now, um, you know, with with uh, some of the stuff that you've brought into my you know ether, no pun intended, but you've brought into my into my awareness is really kind of changing the whole game 
for me, um, you know, investing, um, having some having some money saved up, you know, having some some reserves as opposed to, you know, being like most people uh, living paycheck to paycheck, which I mean, it happens. But, you know, we got to you know, that's part of the reason why we have in this show is, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about problems. But we also talk about solutions because, you know, the you know, you, you could always just talk about this stuff and, you know, shit that bothers you. But if you don't have a way to really kind of pull yourself out um, uh, of of a, you know, bad spot or of, a, you know, I guess generational curses, people will like to say, um, then, you, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to if you don't have a vehicle to do that, it's going to be hard to actually, you know, achieve that and see that. So that's Thanks, part. Bro. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people just take that for granted. You know, the fact that like there's a quote um it's like super just like mainstream court right you were bored looking like your parents but you die looking like your decisions and i think you know when i wow. realized that i really took it to heart because those those generational curses are, are 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 true man it's not necessarily like a witch curse you mm-hmm. know it's not like someone put a spell upon you to be broke forever but um traditions right traditions get passed on from generation to generation and some of those traditions are like religion beliefs um you know habits food right dress but one that that people aren't aware of that's a tradition that gets passed down is um just the way people look at money and the way people look at income and when i started to really realize that you know it took me a while to to realize that money and income were different i was always super obsessed with money and super obsessed with like getting money and wanting money and then I realized that like, that's actually ass backwards, you know, mm-hmm. because most people, that's what they do. And so they get stuck working for money for forever. So that, that's a, that's a big point, you know, like generational curses, somebody's got to break them. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. And, and, and you are definitely, I know in your family doing that, um, trying to do that, doing that in my family, uh, as well. I mean, because, uh, you know, it's, it's not about the story that you have, you know, that you can, you know, you what they say, it's not about the bullshit story that you tell yourself or not even that. It's not really, it's, it's more about how you overcome, um, problems, overcome stuff that, you know, that, that most people would, you know, kind of give up and, uh, and you overcome it. So I want to ask you a little bit, kind of, pick your brain a little bit about how, what was the point where you kind of got into crypto specifically as opposed to just any other investment? I know you, I mean, talk about a little bit of some of the entrepreneurial stuff that you've done in the past. Uh, I know you do more than just crypto, but you do a lot of crypto now, but can you talk a little bit more about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, I'll tell you, I guess, kind of like, uh, t- you know, take a step back um, so that we, it, it kind of relates to, so I, I was born in Mexico and, um, I came to the U.S. My parents brought me to the U.S. when I was eight. So um, growing up, I always thought that having a, you know, a, a big house, like physically, visually big house and, you know, two German vehicles, a BMW and a Mercedes was was money. You know, I thought that was that was what, what, what money was and being rich and wealthy was. And then I grew up and realized that that wasn't the case. Um as you know, I didn't have necessarily a academic future after high school. I, I went straight into the workforce right after high school. Um, since I'm not a, a U.S. citizen, I, I can't get grants or very hard to get scholarships, a lot of competition for that. And um, I didn't have the money to, to go to school. Um, and my parents were going to put me through school, but I knew that like that, that wasn't necessarily the best idea because um, just I didn't I wasn't fully confident in the path that I wanted to take for the rest of my life. So I just went straight to the workforce, got fired from my first two jobs, um, one for not having papers, one for being almost too good at it, that the manager didn't like me. Um, and that's how I got into sales and entrepreneurship was the introduction to my whole investment career. Um at my first job, I was taught to hustle, you know, you, you eat what you kill. Uh, and so after, once I started understanding that earned money is better than, um, linear money, you know, and you know, that you go out and hustle and you make money that way by your efforts was better than corporate America settle for, for a salary. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when I really started, um, 
tapping into the mindset of, of wealthy people. And, you know, moving forward in time, um, I started to really realize that people that had lots of money, um, not just necessarily looked rich, but were rich, you know, there's a difference. So you could be somebody that's dripped out in Dior, Louis Vuitton, you know, wearing jewelry and stuff like that, but has less than a thousand dollars in the bank. That's rich. You know, someone that has drives a nice car, but they're paying a thousand dollars a month for it. That's rich, right? Because they're physically rich. I started really growing up and started realizing that like people that have wealth don't necessarily, you know, they drive a nice car. They live in the they, they live a good st- lifestyle, but they don't necessarily flash it. You know, it's not something that they just like expose to most people. And I started realizing a lot of those things were because they made the right investments. And I always, you know, young, when I was younger, used to told me that in order for you to, to, to receive first, you have to give. And so I started um, just trying to provide value to people. And so then asking the right questions. And when I used to ask people that had a lot of money, yo, what is it that you do for money? I got one or two answers. Um, I got either real estate or, you know, they were in the financial markets, stocks mainly, you know, or they owned businesses, not business, but businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's really when I started to realize like, okay, this is kind of the space that I need to get into. I've been knowing about investing into the markets for th- three years, three and a half years. Um, it, it's actually interesting how this came about, right? It was at that job. That, that, that we worked together. Um, I sat next to Cam, Cameron. And okay, Cameron yeah, I remember had, that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Cameron had his TD Ameritrade account pulled up. And you know how Cam was, you know, he was very secretive and I was very aware. And I kind of saw it from, from, you know, the corner of my eye. I didn't see how much he had in there, but I saw that he had a TD Ameritrade. And as I started kind of just creeping a little bit more, you know, trying to make conversation, he would close that out. And I'd be like, bro, so I noticed that, you know, like you're doing stocks or whatever. I was like, I want to get into that. Like, can you, can you show me? Let me buy you lunch. Let me pick your brain. I took him to Mariano's. That was back when uh, the office was on Jackson. Oh, I took okay. him to Mariano's. And I bought him lunch, right? We, we sat down and he's like, he gave me three steps to do. He, he told me to open a TD Ameritrade account. He told me to research three different stocks. And then he told me to research um, like penny stocks versus blue chip stocks. And, and I did. And he's like, when you're done with that, come back to me. Well, you know, next time I'll buy you lunch and I'll, t- I'll give you the next steps. And that was my introduction to, to investing. That was my introduction to, to the markets. Um, I remember calling my dad actually. And telling him like, yo, you know, we're about to get rich. Give me some money so I can put it into stocks. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think we, we probably lost money um, from the first investment that I made. Cause it was, it was very emotional. It was very emotional investments. I had no idea what I was doing, but um, I, I remember like that was my introduction to investing, you know, past fast forward, probably like and, and when six was, months or so. When was, when, so that was, um, what was like 20, when was, when was th- that? This was, a, well, I guess 2021's over. So this was like 2017. This was late or early 20. This is late 2017 or early 2018. I was still wearing a jacket when I took Cam out to lunch. So it was, I can't remember exactly remember. It had to have been early 2018 because um, 20. Late 2018, September 2018 was when I started learning to trade Forex. So it had to have been early 20, 2018, probably like March, February, March, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, I was, you know, at, at the time I was making really good money for, for well, at least I, what I thought was really good money. Um, for my age, for my background, you know, for my legal status, I thought I was, you know, hot shit. I was making over 80 grand. And so I was, you know, doing pretty good for myself or so I thought. And I was posting a lot about that on social media and I got a, a direct message. I got a DM, somebody slid in my DMs and they're like, yo, you know, what's up? How's everything? Right. Small talk. And then they were like, so I noticed that you make a lot of money. And he's like, uh, his name was Moises. Uh, 
he was from Houston. And what caught my attention was that he had a picture of a private jet. And I, you know, one day, one of my goals is to own a private jet. And so I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, he's around private jets. And he asked me, he's like, so I noticed you make a lot of money. He, he, he said, what do you do to multiply your money? And that, that question right there is how I now change people's perspectives because that question to me hit home because I didn't have an answer. Wow. Yeah. And I, he's like, what do you do to multiply your money? And I was like, I, you know, being a salesman, I knew that he was a salesman and I know he was about to sell me something. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, nothing, bro, put me on. And he showed me, you know, he gave me his whole spiel about what he had. And he had this company here. He was partnered with this company that um, supposedly taught uh, people how to trade Forex and it was like mirror trading. So you would put money into an account and some, prof- some quote unquote professional would trade it, f- trade as well. And then when they would trade the same trades that they took, it would mirror onto your account. That's, Later, I found out that was illegal. Um, but, you know, same thing. I, I remember calling my dad on the on the way to work. Actually, one day I remember calling my dad and being like, yo, dad, like this guy just offered me this, this, and the third. Like, should I do it? It's this is going to cost me this much to even get plugged into it. But then it's like supposed to make me this much. That was my introduction to Forex. That didn't, you know, that, that, that whole spiel didn't end up being <laughs> how it was presented to me. Um. Well, you know, so, and, and life happens sometimes in zigzags. You got to go here to go there, and then it'll eventually pan out. Because I mean, I know, yeah. I know the end of the story, but I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I heard an acronym, right? Poor, poor, like P O O R, stands for passing over opportunities repeatedly. Mm, and wow, to, to, yeah, yeah, to that's, me, that's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to write some notes over here, Armando. Okay, <laughs> passing hey, that, that, over opportunities repeatedly. Folks, yeah, we, we got that, That's that's worthy enough to say again. P- poor stands for passing over opportunities repeatedly. Don't be poor. Yeah, you don't have a. You can't have a poor mindset because if you have a poor mindset, everybody's skeptical of everything nowadays. You know, they're skeptical of this. They're skeptical of that. They're skeptical of their neighbor. They're skeptical of the TV show they're watching. They're skeptical of what the next season's going to be. They're skeptical of Bitcoin. They're skeptical of the metaverse. They're skeptical of you know COVID. They're skeptical of the news. You know, like everybody's skeptical of everything. And the more skeptical you are, you know, it's okay to be skeptical, but you can't be broken skeptical because then you're screwed. And so. To me, I was like, bro, so I'm skeptical, but I got money. So like, what's the worst that could happen is I'm going to lose some money. And I ended up, you know, obviously the, the whole transaction process that happened with that company was a loss, but I ended up connecting with who now is one of my best friends, business partners and mentors. Um, his name is Mike Navarrete. He's 26, multiple seven figure earner in a few different industries, um, cleared seven figures on one cryptocurrency about a month ago. Um, and I tagged up with him when he was not making, he wasn't, he wasn't shit, you know, he wasn't making any money, but he had vision and the way he spoke to me, nobody had ever spoke to me like that. He's like, I want to be on, on Forbes 30 by 30. And I was like, bro, that's, you know, like that's $30 million before the age of 30. And this guy wasn't shit. He was like some little skater dude, little skinny skater guy was dressed in like beat up vans. And I was like, dude, like you don't look like it, but you act like it. Mm. And so he told me he was like, so he, at the time he had quit his job, you know, he had dropped out of uh, college, uh, uh, like I think like four or five credits before he graduated with an engineering degree from UIC. He's like, um, I educate for a platform uh, and on this platform, I teach people how to trade. He said, if you join this platform and you watch me on there every single day, you're going to learn to trade just like I do. And I said, okay. And it worked, you know? So, so that was my introduction to Forex. Mm -hmm. Then I started trading Forex. I didn't take it seriously. um, Like most people, you know, it's just something that you do on the side for probably about a year. Um, But with that came, you know, uh, the opportunity to network, with other people and potentially start a digital marketing business, um, which caught my attention. And so I started just sticking around, you know, I stuck around just because I liked the people, you know, mm-hmm. I thought these are cool. I like, you know, I want to be these people's friends. You know, I see them going places. I see me going places like let's, let's go places together. And I stuck around for a while and 
three years later, right now, this guy is a multiple seven figure earner. Um, I'm not there yet, but I will be. And, you know, he's in uh, Lisboa, Portugal right now, um, you know, traveling around the world with, with his family and his girlfriend. And um, it's exciting. And so just the, the people that I got the access to be around and, you know, just, just be aware of. And I think that's kind of like the point that I'm making here is like, you can't, don't just be because you're skeptical. You can't just be skeptical. You know, you got to take, you got to take the chance because if you know, you don't take chances, you're screwed. Yeah. So keep on doing my introduction to cryptos mm-hmm. go, go ahead. I'm sorry. was about a year ago. Actually, that's a lie. I, I invested into Bitcoin when it was like 8K, probably like 7, 8K. And then it went up to 20K in December around this time. Actually, I remember actually cashing out. I think I put in like 200 bucks and it went up to a thousand. I remember cashing out at 20K at all time highs and then going to Woodfield mall and spending that $1,000 on Christmas presents. You know, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. Like I, I, you know, that was the year about my mom. Like I, I have my mom a coach purse. I got my dad, like a really nice jacket, like a really nice coat. And this is all Bitcoin profits. That was my introduction to, to, to cryptocurrencies. I did not know it was going to be what it is today you know i regret fucking ever cash and, and and yeah he, that was a, that was an expensive coach curse yeah <laughs> <laughs> but hey i'm I'm sure put a smile on your parents face so that's that's worth oh yeah you know but yeah that you're like tell me dad that, that jacket is probably worth like uh hey but crypto's <laughs> paid for it yeah facts imagine if i would have left the money in there bro i yeah yeah, yeah but it would have been good. Oh yeah, I, That's have, okay. I, I have a I have another whole another horror story about. I mean, I, I knew about uh, Bitcoin when it was like I think fourteen hundred dollars, and I, I I invested like four hundred bucks, and I, I I forgot the the keys. This rookie mistake, you know, oh. private private keys. You gotta you know, there's a whole we we can go all into that, and and Armando can tell you more ways about learning more about it, but. There, there's a there's a whole different whole set of protocols that you got to follow when you real serious about crypto. But I made those mistakes and I lost. I mean, it probably probably in a thirty forty thousand dollar range right now. If I if I would have still had Average. that, that guarantee, like yeah, for sure. Uh, so you, you know that. So fun. Here's a fun fact, right? There's only ever going to be twenty one million in Bitcoin ever in the world, like in existence in history of time, and they say that only about 18 of those are actually going to be available floating around because the rest of them were lost. Just like how you lost yours. Like people forgot their keys. They forgot that they purchased Bitcoin. They forgot their password. They got locked out. So they're just gone forever. So that's, that's interesting thing, but yeah, man, crypto is an interesting topic right now. I think a lot of people misunderstand it. They think that it's the future, but they don't realize that like, you know, the, one of the most well-known arenas in, in, in the entire United States just became the staple center, just became crypto.com arena. Yeah. You know, uh, the American airlines arena in Miami just got bought out by FTX, which is a cryptocurrency exchange. Um, you know, Kevin Durant, I think two days ago, partnered up with Coinbase to, to create more awareness on cryptocurrencies. Um, Odell Beckham gets paid his entire NFL salary on, on cryptocurrencies. Um, you know, we could go on and on and on about just the different things, you know, Facebook changed their name to meta. Yeah. You know, adoption. Is like, we, 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 uh, we, and, and I'm not to cut you off, but I, I just kind of wanted to kind of get into what, what would say your, cause crypto is, 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 is fast approaching and the adoption is, is coming fast. What are three ways that, that you invest in crypto, I guess, to make money off of crypto or, I mean, or a couple of ways, it doesn't have to be three, but what, what that you do right now? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, in cryptocurrencies, there's what's called a small market cap coin. There's a mid mid market cap coin and a large market cap coin. So a small market cap coin would be something like Dogecoin or Shiba, where it has no utility. Um, it's basically, you know, Dogecoin was started as a joke. It's, it was a meme. You know, Shiba is Doge killer. Um, there's one going around right now. It's called E-Floki, right? Elon Floki mm-hmm. coin. Um, like those are those are very small market cap coins. They're 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 literally like a traditional pump and dump in the stock market. Then there's mid market cap coins that have you know over a thirty million dollar market cap or more, um, which are up and coming projects. Um, 
Cardano was a mid-market cap coin about six months ago. Uh, Polygon is, I, I still think Polygon is a mid-market cap coin. Um, what's another one? Um, Solana. Solana is still a mid-market cap coin, even though it's at $100, right? And then there's large market cap coins. Large market cap coins are like PancakeSwap, Uniswap, um, Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, Binance coin, right? BNB. These are high utility, high usage. They have hundreds of millions of dollars in inside the project already. So one great way to, to in, or three, three ways to invest into it, right? Step number one, go on coinmarketcap.com or coingecko.com and just browse through it, you know, and just look through it something catches your attention. Those websites are super useful because they'll give you where you can buy them, how much they are, price history. Um, And I would say, let's say that you want to invest, I don't know, 500 bucks, right? Divide it into small, mid and large market cap coins, you know, buy a hundred dollars of a small market cap coin, $200 of a, um, mid market cap coin and $200 of a large market cap coin. You don't just want to buy $500 with a Bitcoin Mm -hmm. because what happens is, you know, Bitcoin's great. It's a good safe investment. Um, Even though most people are like scared that it's going to go to zero, which is quite literally impossible. Um, But that way you're diversifying your income because Bitcoin's not going to give you as good of a return as for example, like if you get into eFloki, right? It was up 158% yesterday, 158% return on your investment. That means if you would invest a hundred dollars, you would have had $258 in 24 hours. You know, um, Bitcoin can't do that for you. Yeah. So, um, step number one, do your research. Step number two, invest in something you believe in, right? Something that has utility. Um, don't just invest into what everybody else is doing. And then, you know, the third way I, I, I would say is just don't be emotional. Um, Bitcoin is going to drop. Ethereum is going to drop right now. The, the cryptocurrencies are bloodbath, mm-hmm. right? Everything is down a lot, you know, and you just got to ride the wave, man. Like if yeah. you invest 500 and it turns into a hundred and you pull out cause you're scared that you're going to lose the 500. Like you should have known that yeah, that 500 was 100% at risk as soon as you put it in. And so, that, and that, that kind of leads into like, you know, the, kind of two questions are like volatility of dealing with the volatility, but also more important we've been talking about it over, you know, over our conversation is, is, is the mindset. So how, how, how would you kind of meld those two things, I guess, is the volatility and having the right mindset and dealing with that? Yeah. So expect volatility, uh, you know, expect it, expect things to go up and then expect to go down. Um, how to deal with that volatility is you need to have a strategy. Don't just put money in, you know, like some people are like, should I get in? Should I get in? One of the most common text messages that I get is Armando, when should I get into this? When should I get into this? What should I be getting into? And it's like, well, first, if you have to ask those questions, you should be investing into your education. Number one, um, shameless plug, right? If you want to learn more about cryptocurrencies, hit me up or hit Bame up, right? Obviously we're we're business partners in that space. And so um, definitely reach out to us, but um, you know, expect those things to happen. And the exit strategy is more important than the entry as an investor. You don't buy a house without knowing when you're going to get out. You don't buy a stock without knowing how, you know, what return do you want? You know, you you can't expect to just hold it and it's going to go up forever. Nothing goes up forever. Everything that goes up must come down. You probably finished that sentence in your head, right? And then the mindset of it is just understand that you're an investor. You know, you're not a trader. If you want to be a trader, traders and investors are different. Traders can be short-term gains, you know, in and out. Investors are long-term, you know? So in, in, in the mindset of it is don't invest anything that you can't afford to lose. Yeah. You tell know? people that all the time, don't, don't get into it. Don't invest it if you can't afford to lose it. And the best way to know, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, you know what you can afford to lose, but so that you don't lose it is, is to invest in education and to know what you're doing. Um, and whether that's time, whether that's money, whether that's both, it's definitely, I mean, your, your, your investment in yourself is, is priceless. Because, I mean, you know, you're you. <laughs> so, 
but uh, definitely we we will. Uh, I will have some links in the description and the show notes uh, on how to get a hold of Armando. And Armando, tell people um, if you if you got uh, you know any way you want to tell people how to get a hold of you or or uh, you. Yeah, man. So Instagram, um, my Instagram handle is M-A-N-D-O dot E-X-E-C, Mondo dot exec. Um, Facebook, Armando Valencia. Um, or, you know, if you are serious about really investing into yourself or education um, and more of your mindset, I think my purpose in, in, in life and why God put me on this earth was to change the way people think or to help people change the way they think. I don't, you know, I can't make anybody do anything, but um, I think if it, going into the new year, if people need to have a new mindset, um, that's, that's kind of what I do for a living. So um, yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on here for real. Thank you for, for allowing me to share the space and the time with you, man. And um, I, I want to have you on my podcast. Soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, man. And uh, definitely uh, we uh, are, just excited to to just get this information out and share our view of the world with folks. And uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing to have you on, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, folks, that is a wrap for the third episode of Chicago Red Pill Podcast. We out.